Welcome to There is a Method to the Madness. I am Rob Maxwell. I'm an exercise physiologist. In the Method to the Madness, I explore with you why things may or may not work in the realm of health and fitness. I use science to explain what you really need to know about current events and what you should simply ignore. Hence the name Method to the Madness. Today's topic, I'm going to talk about why just being able to bench press, even if it's just the bar, is really a great thing. Don't get turned off if you're not in the benching. That's kind of just an example of an exercise. I'll explain in a bit. Before I get to that, let me thank our very first sponsors, Jonathan and Lynn Gilden at the Gilden Group at Realty Pros. They currently have over 275 star reviews on Zillow and they're absolutely the best. If you're looking to sell your home, if you're looking to buy a home, give them a shout. I'll put all of their contact information in the show notes. All right, so let's talk about my thought process here just a little bit. So for those that don't know, the bench press is one of the most famous exercises in weightlifting, in strength training, in working out, and essentially, the, the basic way to do it, the most primary way to do it, is you lay on your back, which is called supine. Your heels are on the floor, and your arms are holding a bar, your hands are holding a bar, and you're essentially bringing the bar down to your chest, and then you're pushing your arms straight up. That is a bench press, which I'm assuming most everybody knows what a bench press is. And there's lots of variations you can do for that, dumbbell bench press, cable bench press, and then there's chest press machines with replicate, which replicate a bench press. There's push-ups, which essentially is the body weight version of a bench press. So the bench press, again, is a very primary exercise. It works your chest, it works your triceps, and it works your shoulders. And the reason why it's so famous is because when we go back to when we were youngsters, us boys anyway, it was so important how much you bench press. I can remember just being in not really knowing much about working out or whatever in junior high. And uh, that's what we call it. That's what we had here where I grew up. We didn't have middle school. We had junior high and then senior high. But in junior high, still relatively young, eighth, ninth grade, all the boys or many of the boys were talking about bench press and I started to get a little bit fascinated with it and uh, got my mom to purchase one of those old bench press bars and sets you know the old cement weights you know and uh, you know it was a big goal of mine to be able to bench press a hundred pounds because that's what all the kids were talking about or some were lifting a lot more than that and I can remember uh, attempt after attempt having no idea how to work out at all. Just basically putting bar on the weight, bar on the weight, putting weight on the bar every day and trying it. Essentially, that was my form of working out in the garage. And I can remember getting pinned by the weight many times and having to either roll it down my chest, which did not feel good, so I can lift it up and get it off of me, or I got smarter, I suppose, and not put collars on the sides, and I could rock the weight until the plates fell off, and then I could get the weight off of me. Of course, naturally, the smartest thing to do would have been to work out with somebody, get a workout partner, wait for a spotter, but, you know, never said I was the uh, smartest preteen. So, uh, 
and probably, uh, you know, just who knows why I didn't it, tell you the truth. Maybe just uh, like to work out by myself. Have no idea. But I remember finally getting that 100 pounds and it felt good. You know, I felt strong. Well, since those very early days of the very early 1980s, I've learned a lot about working out. I've been a personal trainer for 28 years. I've owned my gym. I've done all different kinds of workouts. I know basically as much as to, as much as there is to working out as there probably is. I never like to say more because it's very arrogant, but I do know that I have a total, total love to learn and continue to learn. And I really think that's the key to, to learning, you know? Um, so when I say those things, I don't want to come across as arrogant. I always told my students that too. It's like, I'm sure there are people that know as much and I may not say more because I know my thirst for knowledge is so great that I'm going to continue to learn because I enjoy it. If I never got paid for doing this stuff, I'd still be doing it. There's no question I enjoy it. You know, working out changed my life at a very early age and I'm so grateful for it. So I continue to learn. So I know a lot about the old bench press through the years. Now, what do I mean about the major part of today's topic? Just being able to do it. Well, think about it. I mean, so many people literally after the age of say 30, and then as the decades go up, can't do it anymore, even the ones that want to. Now, I'm not saying it's an impossibility that they can never get back to it, although for some, that may be the case too, but they just can't do it. I'm not talking about the ones that just don't do it. There's a lot of people that don't work out, too many people that don't exercise. Let me throw a little statistic at you with that. 7% of people in the United States are on a sustainable exercise program, 7%. That means 93% of the people in our country are either not working out on a regular basis or not working out in a way that's sustainable. In other words, they might be those weekend warriors that are jumping out of the gate and look at their programs and just don't continue to be able to do it. So, you know, that's not a big number to begin with working out. So I'm not talking about them. That's a choice. I'm talking about people who really can't do it. So what a great thing it is to be able to actually do it. We had the, or I should say we hosted the seniors powerlifting event here at my gym and we tend to host that event every year. I have at least for maybe three, four, five years. And it's a lot of fun. And not a lot of people come and do it. And I think it's not necessarily because there's not a lot of people over 50 because that's what the age requirement is for our masters. So that's obviously really not that old. But, you know, not just because there's not a lot of people over 50 benching and squatting and deadlifting. It wasn't just the bench press. But, you know, it's really our area, right? Volusia County, we just don't really get a ton of people doing different forms of exercise activities and events. We're just kind of a small town in that regard. If you went to state, you would see that there's actually a great turnout for that. So we don't get a ton of people, but the ones that we do get, you know, there's always probably one comment like, oh, well, you know, I got first place 
out of one, I guess that's, you know, good. In other words, I can pick up on the fact that they got first place, but they didn't really beat anybody, so they're kind of like taking away their award in a way, you know. And I always point out, whether it be in this regard or if it be the same situation with the person winning a plaque at a local 5K for being the only person in their age group or whatever, I always point out, it's like, look at all the people you beat who aren't here. So please quit saying you only beat nobody or you it's just you. First place and that's it. It's not true. Let's do a census population and see how many people actually are out there in this age group in Volusia County. And those are all the people you beat. So, you know, of course, not everybody wants to do it. I get all that, but I think you get the idea that being able to simply do it is a great badge of honor and that's like within people who are actually showing up for these things all right so i'm going to attack this in two different ways now there are the people who do work out on a regular basis and can't do an exercise like the bench press like squats um, like deadlifts those types of things that are like the really basic movements right and they, they can't do those exercises. They can do modifications a lot of time, which don't get me wrong, is great. So maybe the person who can't do a bench press can do a chest press machine or dumbbells, or the person that can't do a squat can do a goblet squat or a cable squat or a leg press or a combination leg extension, leg curl to make up for it. And maybe the person that can't do a deadlift can do a low back machine, can do a hamstring curl machine, whatever. All those things are great, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to discourage anybody from doing what they're doing. I'm trying to encourage people to understand like what a great thing it is to be able to, I don't wanna say move up, but be able to do more basic exercises. So let's take that group. You think, well, okay, so they're still able to stay strong doing other things, that's great. But isn't there a little bit of a chink in, in the armor when you can't, meaning being able to do a bench press because your rotator cuff hurts, right? So that's a little bit of a chink in the armor. So there's a lot of people that literally can't do that anymore. And I know people like that. I went to school with, you know, eons ago and worked out with when I was a young pup in my 20s and they were bench pressing you know, well over 300 pounds, well over 400 pounds. You talk to them today, well, I, I can't anymore. You know, I tore this up, I tore that up, and I literally probably couldn't even do the bar anymore, you know? And yeah, it's sad. I mean, you know, that's, that's uh, sometimes it's, it's you know, uh, I recognize it as maybe they just, you know, didn't stay after it long enough. Like, I'm not gonna give up on hope on that, meaning that where there's a will, there's a way. And if they really wanted to do that, they would have been able to start really, really light again and work their way up. And maybe that just wasn't in what they wanted to do. They couldn't do what they used to do, so they gave up. So there might be part of that going on, but there's also some loss in them when they talk about they can't do what they want to do. And here's people, like I said, they could bench press a car, now they can't bench press the bar. That was pretty cool, didn't mean to make it rhyme. but. You know, that is a weakness, right? So just being able to do it actually shows how strong you actually are being able to do that because you have to balance a bar. You have to be able to 
push it. So it really says a lot about striving to get stronger and doing some of these basic lifts, although I am not trying to push it on you if you enjoy other things. I'm simply trying to show you that being able to do some of the basic exercises speaks volumes about how strong you actually are, no matter what little weight you think that you're using, because I do hear that a lot. I'll hear, well, geez, I used to do this. Okay, but you can still do it. That's a great thing. Or is that all I'm doing? I heard so-and-so does this. And it's like, well, don't always believe what you hear, what so-and-so says they're doing. But being able to do it is an absolute great thing. All right, so then let me add this component to it. You think, well, big deal. Somebody can bench press, somebody can squat. You know, how does that affect their life? It, it affects it big time. I mean, the other day I was, you know, went down this dumb rabbit hole on Twitter, which, you know, I always regret every time I do. And I started looking at, uh, I don't even remember what the original tweet was, but, you know, I fell for it and I, you know, looked at all the comments coming out of it and um, started reading and somehow, some way, somebody like made this comment about, so somebody goes to the gym, when has ever going to the gym uh, added days to their life. In other words, they didn't think it was a health benefit. And I usually don't comment on these things because it's just stupid. But on this one, I said, uh, actually, the research shows pretty well that uh, it does. You know, just being able to go to the gym really does most likely increase your life in many ways and absolutely increases the enjoyment of life and quality of life. So there is a major health component to this. There is absolutely a major health component. So being able to be strong in basic lifts does say a lot. You know, let's say you have, let's say you are a younger person right now and you're listening to this. And I, and, and I know most younger people don't listen to this, but I'm trying to make a point by doing this because oftentimes grandparents or people of that age, like they don't think about how like I mean, they work out, don't get me wrong, the, the boomers and the seniors work out probably more than younger generations. I, I shouldn't say probably because the statistics bear out that they do. So, and sometimes they feel guilty. It's like, well, I don't know, this seems selfish and, you know, but it's not, you know. So I want you to imagine your grandkids and think, okay, so grandpa's going on a flight and I know my grandpa can, you know, bench press a certain amount of weight, whatever. Put whatever you want, you want in there, 100 pounds, 200 pounds, whatever. You're going to think, you know what? He's going to be very capable going down that aisle of the plane to put that suitcase up. He doesn't have to ask for help with that. Let's say, okay, grandpa also does squats at the gym. Well, now you're not overly worried about him falling and tripping and not being able to get up and down the stairs, right? So now... You know, you're in your mind of your grandkids and you're thinking, oh, okay, so like me keeping myself strong actually is going to help them worry a lot less about me. So there is absolutely nothing selfish about getting stronger and everybody should be striving to get stronger. And I think being able to simply go back and do the basic lifts is a great thing like it's a great goal like if you're working out and you've been doing one thing or another and you you know you've given up on some of the things you used to like to do when you were 16 because you think this hurts you know if you come here let's talk about that let's work through that a little bit you know again you don't have to i'm just trying to say that where there is a will there's a way and there's absolute benefit to doing any exercise correctly i remember having a 
great conversation one day with the great Dr. Fulton Sr., Mike Fulton, and he's a big orthopedic guy. He's a sports medicine guy. He's published over and over. He's just the guru, especially with backs and injury prevention and stuff. And we were talking and, you know, he was, he was really big. He's big on all strength training actually, but he was really big on Nautilus machines and MedX machines because he actually worked for them and was the medical director for Nautilus. But I said, so do you really think like this certain exercise is like, quote, bad? And I think we're talking about back squats or something, you know, he looked at me and he said, he said exactly what I agree with 100%, but it was really great hearing it from him as a orthopedic surgeon, doctor, sports medicine expert. He said, I don't think there is such thing as a bad exercise as, as long as you do it right. And that's absolutely true. I think too many people throw like the bench press away because they hear it's bad on your rotator cuff. Well, it's bad on your rotator cuff like anything if you don't do it correctly. Like if you use more weight than your body's accustomed to yet, or if you go a lot faster than you should and you're slamming it off of your chest or whatever, you're using poor technique and that's the same for any exercise. But there's not really a bad exercise. It's form is everything as I always say here at the gym. It's about doing it right. And doing it right, you can progress up nice and slowly and be able to hit numbers that surprise yourself and maybe you thought you never could. So think about that. Hope you enjoyed that today. I did. I like talking about this stuff for sure. And now I'd like to thank our second sponsor, Dr. Chiropractic Physician Doris Antos, who's an absolute phenomenal chiropractor. And a lot of my clients go up to her in Ormond Beach and they rave about her. She's great. She's going to be a person that assesses you, the individual, and gives you absolutely what you need. She went to Palmer here in Port Orange, which is one of the best chiropractic schools around, and she's located on Granada in Ormond Beach. And just like our other sponsors, I'll put all of her contact information in today's show notes, okay? So get out there and do some of those exercises properly, get instruction. Maybe some of these things you gave up on long ago, don't give up. You know, there's a great, I'll wrap this up by saying there's a great poster I have at my gym that probably gets the most comments out of any poster I have. And it says, you don't stop lifting when you get old. You get old when you stop lifting. And man, there's so much truth to that. All right. So until next time, be max fit and be max well.